0: Hey guys, so in this episode, I'm going to recap all of the foundational things that you need to get set up in order to begin building business credit. I'm going to go over that again, and then I'm going to go into three things that have kind of been roadblocks for me so far on my journey to building business credit, and um, they could potentially, this information could potentially save you time and perhaps money also if you um, just avoid some mistakes that I have made or at least know, take preventative measures to stay away from possibly making mistakes. Um, So learn from my experience. And without further ado, let's get into the episode. I I think it's important that people, at least people who want to start businesses, they don't know where to start. Funding is limiting their belief, is stopping them from Continuing to think out their ideas and their their entrepreneurial goals and things like that, like funding is a big thing that holds people back mentally <clears throat> and obviously financially and you know so business credit is one of those things that I'm so grateful to have come across and you know learned about so far and be in the in the in the process of working on. So with that being said, I have come across some things that I've gotten some pretty good information from people out there, Um, but everybody's experience is different. So now that I have my own experience so far on this level one, I have some roadblocks that I came into that I want to share so that you can avoid them if you do do this, because if you do avoid them, you could potentially save yourself some time, a lot of time, like maybe a couple of months. Um, so because that's about potentially what I will be wasting from dealing with this. So, I talked about the bank account issues that I was having in a previous episode. So, with that bank, Citibank, that I was going to, they did not accept the UPS box. Now, PO Box was already advised that is not acceptable, you cannot even get your article of organization with a PO Box. So, I knew that. And I also came across virtual offices. I looked at some prices. I looked at some companies for whatever reason I you know, I went with the opinion of someone to get a UPS box because for whatever reason, you know Could be where they're located or the time in which they were using this that it worked for them or the bank I don't know if it's a bank to bank thing just yet. I'm gonna speak with another banker tomorrow to see but nonetheless I think I'm just gonna go ahead and get me a virtual address and just advise them that I'm gonna be switching everything over because I don't want to run into any other issues down the line. Um and it seems like the virtual address has been confirmed to work pretty well across the board for people, you know, nationally. So I'm gonna go with that because I do not have a regular real physical address for you know I don't have an office or a store or anything yet. So I need an address though, so I'm gonna go with the virtual one, and um, so I'm gonna do that, and then I'm gonna to have to change everything on all of these other, you know, in all of these other areas, which can take, who knows? I'm allocating a month for that just because you know of how long it took to get things started in the first place. So, you know, and I have to wait for these updates to occur before I can even get to certain next levels because certain vendors are going to want to, they're going to want to verify this stuff. And one of the most important things is that, that they look for is not only do you have business history, you know, what kind of business you're in and stuff like that, they might look at basic stuff like your contact information and your address and is it congruent in all places. So right now... Um, I have the UPS box address as my business address in all places. And if I switch to a virtual, I'm going to have to change it everywhere. I'm going to have to change, um, my DUNS number, my DUNS account information. Uh, I'm going to have to change and amend, apply for an amendment on my article of organization, which I think that costs money. I think it's like $50. Um, and then I have to change my information with the vendors that I have so far. I have to change, um my, you know, make sure my address on my EIN is looking right and just everything everywhere. I'm going to have to change the address, even on my website. I think I have the address on I'm not sure. I got to look, but that's just time consuming, you know, and prior to that, I have gone over a month in trying to get this bank account open, which if I had everything um, that was required for this first bank, I could have had my bank up and running a few weeks ago. So why is that? Okay, well, I spoke about it in my last podcast that the Citibank obviously had an issue with my address. And, and then the second thing, it, a lot of the time spent with them was miscommunication, like they didn't mail on my debit card. and It was a bunch of stuff that could have been avoided. But the last thing was they required $5,000 for me to deposit in order to open the account. I did not have that. Um, and that was because of my industry um real estate is considered high risk so if you are in a high risk industry and your name gives it away or you give it away then there might require you to put more down depending on what bank it is but it seems like it's like that across the board um and there are more there are more restrictive it seems like even when it comes to lending down the road depending on what industry you're in uh and depending on how strong your business is so that may make a difference in other areas too so just be mindful of the main LLC or the main corporation name that you come up with I would recommend you make it a general one and then if you want to do business in another name or something like that like have that as your umbrella business and have register for some DBAs and doing business as in the name that you want to do business as um, and you know you speak with your attorney I'm not an attorney so I can not advise you but you will speak with them and things of that nature as far as how you go about you know, your legal documentation, what do you write on your contracts and things of that nature. So you can do that or you can also have an LL, um an umbrella LLC or a corporation that have like under other LLCs or corporations underneath it. All that to say, go with a general name, find something that's general that can be applicable to what you want to do and it's versatile and you can tell the bank that this is a general industry. For example, my name has property investments in it. So that kind of gives it away that it's an investment company. It's in real estate, blah, blah, blah. So if I had a, had a name like um, EPI management company, what do you do? Well, I help small business manage their finances or I help small business manage their advertising or I help small businesses um, with business plans on, on how they're going to... Do this or whatever the case may be. They don't ask you. They don't ask you a, a million questions. They just ask you a couple of questions. What industry is your um your business in? You know. So if it's in a high risk industry, you might want to do some research. What are high risk industries? Real estate is one of them. I've heard that like credit and finance is, is another. So just research depending on what you're doing, and get that name right from the get go. So you want to get the name right, and you want to get your address right. Skip the USPS box because I don't know where you're located. I don't know what bank you're choosing, but Citibank, I'm here in Chicago, it's pretty a major bank. Um, and I don't know how it is with other banks, like I said, I don't even know if I wanna figure that out, waste time because I don't got time for that. If a virtual address works, then I'm gonna I'm gonna go with that because like I said, time is money and this this is a game, right? We're trying to get to the money, we're trying to get to the funding as soon as possible. There's no need in, you know, paying money to these vendors and wasting time and wasting months, months go by and you're not making any progress, you know? Uh, Again, you got business expenses and all this stuff. I need to get to the funding so that I can fund my business so I can start making real generating real income in my business, you know, so skip all of that. Go straight to the virtual address. Better yet, if you have the money to, you know, you want your own office or you already have your own office or you have your own store, you know, a real physical address that you actually look at on Google and it's like, this is yours. Fine, go with that. If you already have it, you already you're already great to go. So you got your LLC name or your corporation name, general, um, general in a general industry. You got your um address sufficient for these banks, and you got money saved up to put a deposit down because you even if you're not in a high risk industry, you may have to put a deposit down. Okay, and these business accounts require are a little bit more expensive sometimes than regular individual consumer accounts um so you want to do some research in the banks in your areas credit unions and look at what they offer for business checking and then they'll show you like on their website or you can call them and ask them what are your requirements what is um the main things you want to look at are you know if you're doing a lot of transactions like if you're selling some things and you're going to be selling a high volume then you want to look into stuff like you want to look into more stuff like um you know, transaction fees, like how many transactions a month can you do without them charging you extra and stuff like that. But general things you want to look at for any business is what do they charge? What are their monthly charges? You know, what are the requirements there? What is their minimum balances? Some of them might require you to have, keep like $10,000 in there. What are, um, what is the deposit requirement? And you want to call and verify that because like the bank I'm going to tomorrow, it actually said 500 is a credit union. It actually said 500 on the website. But then she told me a thousand that they needed to update their website. So just call to be sure. And then you're going to have to make an appointment. You want to have you want to go and speak to a banker more than like you have to for most of them. That's what from what I'm seeing. You're going to have to go sit down and sit with a banker. Depending on their process, it might take a couple weeks before they get back to you because they might have to send it off to another department. Um, Finally, get you approved, and then they'll order your debit card. And once you get your debit card, you can go online and set up your online account, connect. Then you can start. Then you're ready to... um, set up these vendor accounts this is the way i recommend doing it i didn't do i did i set up vendor accounts before doing this obviously because i don't even have a business account yet um but i recommend you do it this way just start clean from the get-go so all your transactions are not commingling with your personal accounts you can immediately set up your um business bank account with quickbooks or something like that so that you can get keep your bookkeeping organized from the get-go incorporate that into one of your monthly expenses um and then you can keep track of your expenses nice and neatly and um, things like that and then you can start applying to these starter vendors you can do your own research i have um some episodes on my podcast about them i'll talk further on them later down the line as well but it's pretty the information is pretty um out there if you search do a search on easy um startup vendors for business credit for building business credit and these are vendors that will have easy entry so basically you can um Once you have all of this basic information, prior to getting the bank account, I don't know if I mentioned this, but the foundational things that you need are the LLC, you need the entity or the corporation, you need that legit address, you need a business phone number, you need a business domain so that you can have a business, professional business email attached to it. And it would be be good for you to get a hosting service too and develop your website because it's good for your business in general and it's good for some of the vendors later down the line on the, on the, the higher levels of this business credit building thing they want to see that your business is as legitimate as it can be. And it's 2019, so you should have a website if you have a business. And um what else? You want to get your apply for your DUNS number that you can get for free. It takes a couple of weeks to generate. A few weeks, I'm sorry, to generate. Um they will offer uh plans for you to pay for it and get it right away, but that's not necessary. You know, you can wait a few weeks and get it. And once you got the DUNS number, you got all your contact information, you got your bank account, you're good to go and apply for these vendor accounts and have everything clean from the start. Um, And they will give you an option to be invoiced, no problem. Net 30. I started out with Quill and Uline. I got, you know, net 30s right off the bat. Um, I think my first purchase with Quill was 50. I did a second one for about 100. Uline, I did a purchase for like 220 or something like that. They invoiced me. Your due date is in 30 days. I paid a little bit before. um, And that's what you want to do. And then you want to start a spreadsheet from the get-go and keep all of this information for all of these vendors um, neat and organized. I'll probably do a video maybe on the spreadsheet that I have and the information that and how I'm keeping everything organized. Because you're going to want to keep track of them you you definitely want to pay them on time first of all you don't want to be late because that's the whole point you want to build a good business credit history you want to get to at least three vendors so you can develop a paydex score that's like your credit score for your personal credit and then you want to have a certain amount of hits before you can get to the next level and what I mean by hits is I think some people call it a payment experience meaning reports basically there are three credit bureaus for business, just like there are for um personal, or three main ones, um at least, and you want to make sure that you're getting reports to these credit bureaus, um meaning payment reports. You want these vendors to report payments. So so far, let's say these three vendors, and they might not not necessarily report your first payments to the bureaus. Sometimes it takes them a couple of months, and you might even have to call them and ask them to report to the bureaus. From what I'm learning, so say um I haven't looked at my review my business credit yet because I don't even think I have a pay score so I'm just waiting till I get my third vendor and then I'm gonna look. But you can look on the account, set up an account with nav. It's kinda like the credit karma of business credit. So you look on you get an account with that and that'll be where you can review and monitor your credit reporting. So Let's say I don't see anything in another month. I call Quill up. I'm like, hey, I've had an account with you guys for three months. I've made a purchase for the last three months. When are you going to start reporting? Can you report my payments? Whatever. So, if say they report all, all two payments that I have now, right? That's two hits. Um, say they report it to two um, credit reporting agencies. Two out of the three, right? So, they report each payment to two credit reporting agencies. That is... Two times two is four. That would be considered four hits. And so, what from my understanding is you need five hits, and the better, and the more credit, uh, bureaus that you have something reporting to, the better. You want to try to get things reporting to all three, and then you have five payment experiences or payment reports. Then um that opens up the doors to certain other vendors, and then they, and then you keep there's different levels, so you just keep going up and up because the the further up you get with these vendors they basically require more so certain vendors might require that you have a certain amount of history reported already they might want to have references from you meaning other vendors that you work with they might require three references or something like that so you want to already have three vendors established that you have worked with things like that so they're just um more and more requirements as you get further up the up on in, in the levels or the tiers as they call them so but that's getting into a whole nother realm and i haven't even gotten there yet myself so i'm gonna stop there i just may i mainly wanted to express those roadblocks that i went into that has cost me a month so far and may cost me another month getting everything adjusted with a new address just avoid p.o boxes from the start you won't get very far anyway with that but then also avoid the USPS box, in my opinion, based on my experience, especially if you were thinking about going with someplace like Citibank or in, you know, so and also have your LLC or corporation that you're going to be using as your main business attached to your bank account attached to all of your legal information have that as a general name as possible as general as possible so you don't get flagged as being in a high risk industry and then have money ready okay do your research on the local banks or the banks that you want to work with see what their requirements are and have the money ready so you don't get stuck you know and get uh, surprised by that And that's pretty much it, you guys. So I hope I helped you with that information. I hope it helps you on your journey, and I hope you are going to be very successful on your business credit building journey, as I hope for myself. And I will keep you guys posted. Obviously, there's more to come, so I will share um, the information with you sooner than later. Like I said, I'll be getting a virtual address, and I will be waiting for these updates to take place, and... Hopefully soon after getting finally getting my third vendor and then once I do that then I should have a paydex score soon after that and then we're going to start building this credit history and i'm going to start getting to these next levels so i need you guys to catch up with me if you haven't already started don't get left behind especially if you already have a business or you're starting a business do not wait or procrastinate on this because the longer that you wait the longer it's going to take for you to get access to funding yes you want this funding because it's more funding. that i don't care if you have money in the bank right now if you have fifty thousand dollars in the bank right now you can have hundreds of thousands of dollars in the bank, and in in the next year, if you start building business credit now, and then you won't have to um, touch your personal funding. You won't have to infuse your business with so much of your personal funding. You won't have to, you know, worry about damaging or dinging your personal credit because things are different on the business credit side. It's a much stronger tool to use. Yes, you can leverage the heck out of your personal credit, but coming from somebody who has had good credit and burnt it. And and seeing how long it can take to rebuild it when you have certain things going on that have, have drug you down, you know, and life will just, everything will happen and you'll be like, dang, I don't, where are my options now? Okay. So, you know, and it's going to take a while. Um, so, you know, if I knew about business credit before I would, I don't know where I would be right now, but I would, I don't know. <laughs> I wouldn't be here. So I just wish, um, you know, if you have a business or you're starting up a business, I really wish you would you know, take this, take heed to this information that I'm sharing with you, especially if you don't know what the heck of business credit is. I'm trying to give you game. Okay. I'm giving you some serious game because this stuff is serious. It's out here working for people. People are buying real estate with this. People are starting businesses with this. People are getting rich off of this. People are driving nice cars off of this. People are taking care of their family off of this, like be, and, and not having to touch their personal credit. And you can have as many businesses as you want. You can have as many separate entities as you want. These entities can do and act just like people. They can have whatever people have. They can buy whatever people can buy. It's power in this stuff, okay? It's power in this stuff. And we need all the power that we can get, especially in my community. We need all the tools and all the leverage and the power that we can get. Because we got a lot of work to do for these next generations i don't know if you have kids i don't i hope to have some one day and what better to do than get started before they even come because this stuff is powerful and for people who want to build a legacy and leave something behind and try to really drastically change the financial situation and the status of their family and that whole you know if you you've been in struggle mode for so long like this is a this is a this is a power tool okay this is a power tool whether you are you know whether you have good credit personal credit or not you can get started on this that's the beauty of this like i have gone through some really tough things with my personal credit from my last real estate endeavor um and the mistakes that i've made and i'm still going through it yet and still i'm simultaneously building business credit So I advise you to do some more research, do your research, go back and listen to my podcast, go listen to other people's videos, read other people's experience, you know, ask other business owners, because it's business owners out here who know this stuff, maybe, and they just not sharing it because nobody is asking them. (laughs) But, you know, as long as this system is still in place, because Mind you, also in the financial world, things change, things do change. So you want to get on this because you want to take advantage of it and get up to that level where you straight before anything changes and before barriers to entries and this stuff gets harder because it's possible, okay? We never know what's going to do, what's going to happen. They're talking about a recession coming. You just never know. So just get prepared, even if you don't even know exactly what you're going to do in your business. By the time you do, by the time opportunity presents itself, and you have business funding, don't you know how happy you will be? (laughs) Because you can start. That other person who don't have the funding, they might want to do it, but they can't start. Why? Because it takes money to start businesses. So I will keep you guys posted, like I stated, and I will talk to you guys later. All right, bye. Hey, guys. So I just wanted to come back and add that you need to list your business also with 411 there are other listing services i believe but 411 is the biggest one and i did that in addition to all of the other things i mentioned like the address the entity the um ein the phone number the fax number the domain the professional email address the website so in addition to all of that and applying for your DUNS number, you wanna also make sure you list your business as well because that adds to um, making your business more verifiable. And that's what you're looking for when you're applying for these vendors, um, even the first, the starter ones. And I didn't have any problem getting invoiced right out the gate. Um, Just like um, I mentioned previously with Uline and Quill, they allow me a net 30 account from the very first um, purchase. I have heard that others have had to make initial purchases prior to being approved for a net 30 account. And it just leads me to believe that um, the more verifiable your business is, the more likely you are to be approved for a net 30 account from the start. So I just want to add that, that that's important as well to list your business. And until then, I will talk to you guys next time and I'll keep you posted. All right, bye.